Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am Biker Chick. And I am the Bowtie Guy. And the word of the week is... Why don't you do it, Paul? It's deflect, yeah. And um, deflect means a lot of things, but the way I was looking at it is to deviate from an intended purpose. And Mm. a lot of times when somebody comes at me with something, I will try to deflect the conversation elsewhere and and make them, you know, one of the things I do with my grandsons is, ooh, look, an eagle, and then steal a french fry. And I try to do that sometimes in conversations when someone comes at me with something that I don't feel like dealing with right now or that's embarrassing or hurtful and you deflect a little bit. Or a compliment. Oh. That I don't want to deal with or is embarrassing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm not great at receiving compliments. I think that's very common, unfortunately. Yeah. I think people deflect more compliments than they probably do anything else. That's really intelligent of you to say. Thanks. See? She had the opportunity. She I had didn't. moments. She soaked it in there. That Absolutely. was good. Well, I'm that learning. That was a trick comment. Was it? Yeah, but it was real. Oh, I passed. Yeah, but it was real. It was true. It wasn't a lie comment. I am learning. It's, it's really been, I mean, there's certain times I set myself on a path of this is what I'm going to work on and understanding that when people compliment me, they're showing my strengths and the gifts that God has given me. And if I'm going to appreciate the strengths that I have and appreciate what God has given me, then I need to be open to what other people see positively in me and how they communicate communicate that through their compliments. Right. I had, um, I'm going to throw a couple of uh, words of the week here in. I got castigated by our friend Phil for deflecting a compliment Good. when I was in Starbucks. And he's like, stop. I'm telling you something that's good about you. God made you this way. Yes. If you don't let me say it, you need to take it up with God. And I was like, you need to calm down and quit being, you know, so right, so right. about yes. this because I don't like it. Yes. That is <laughs> um, one thing I love about Phil. Yes. I love about it. He, and you know, I said this a couple weeks ago, I still got to get him on the show. So we got to, I got to get in touch with yes. him. Um, but he is so good with speaking with authority in in a positive positive manner i love that it's something that i want to learn to do myself you know he's fixing to go on a trip another missionary trip and uh he told me where he was going and i said you should call that you sounded- the Miapines because he's going Miapines. to the philippines yes and he looked like what and i said the, the Miapines. yeah yes. so anyhow deflecting is a, a thing that i'm really i don't know if i'm good at it or bad at it. i do it a lot and i shouldn't and it's something uh-huh. that i need to work on so um that is true. Thank you for bringing up the, the point about the, the compliments because that's it's one that I overlook. Yeah. Probably because it's one that I do and I don't want to pay attention to. Right. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Christina. So a couple weeks ago, a couple few weeks ago now, you wrote on the Minister of Mocha blog. Right. MinisterMocha.com. Yes. Listen to your mom. Monday mornings. Hashtag mom said. <laughs> About we need to start using that. I've never used hashtag mom said. No. Oh my god. That's gosh. a good one. Uh, I slapped my head, but it makes a bad noise on the microphone. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So you talked about this concept of being tired from fighting, but not tired of fighting. Yeah. Uh, we went a few weeks ago on a staff retreat uh, for my church, and um, 
I'm not on staff anymore, but I lead the celibate recovery ministry. So they're gracious enough to ask me to go as a ministry leader on this retreat. Nice. So we went up to the local mountains and, and um, I had gotten some disappointing news um, the week before. And then at lunch, I shared um, my um, just a brief timeline of my life, you know, just kind of the highlights or the lowlights um, of my life and, and ministry and just showed the highs and the lows. And as we're walking out of the restaurant to go up to up higher into the mountains to go up by this creek and look at some beauty, um, I got a phone call from another organization that I work with that said, yeah, no, because of my past. Right. And it just sucked the wind out of me. And, um, I was talking to um, another show, friend of the show, Pastor Heather, about it, and I said, I'm just so tired of fighting all the time, because sometimes I feel like everything that I want to do is a fight, and I just, I don't like to wake up and think, okay, what's the fight going to be today? Mm. And I was just, I was, it, it, it kind of knocked me over for a little bit, and then uh, I weebled. And bounced back up. And you wobbled. And I wobbled, but I didn't uh, stay down. That's right. And it occurred to me that I was tired from the fighting that I do, that I'm exhausted from that fight, but I'm not going to quit doing that fight. I'm not tired of the fight. I'm just tired from the fight. And I will keep fighting that fight because there's people who need me to fight that fight. Absolutely. There's people who need to hear my story yes. about what's happened and what I'm doing. And if I don't tell it, how will they hear it? How will they know that they can do it? And that's one of the things that also brings to mind when I think of your story and what you've experienced is if you're not speaking out about it and what kind of led up to it and how it all happened and how there was just, you know, this place that that you got to, how is anybody going to be prevented from that? Mm-hmm. How are people going to be able to identify in themselves maybe some of the commonalities of where you were back then and where they are now? You know, you speaking out and saying, look, this is it. This was my where my head was at. This is where my life was at. This is where it was. People can take that and go, oh, wow, you know, I'm there. What, you know, it just takes hearing one thing that's relatable. They can change a person's um, direction. Yeah. And if you're not speaking out and you're not sharing those things and you're not sharing the hope, not just of the people who are in your situation, who have already made the bad decision to harm somebody, but the people who have yet to do that. But there are those red flags. There are those moments that they can look at. And so if you are not speaking out. Right. And I'm, I'm currently writing my book right now and I'm looking at the breadcrumbs. I'm looking at the slight deviation from true north that felt so insignificant. And before I left for lunch to come and record, I was writing exactly about that and how this decision didn't seem bad. You know, if I do this, there's nothing bad about this in and of itself. Right. If I do this next thing that happened, nothing bad. And each one level of decision was not bad but in concert the sum total 
had me straying way off course. Right. And it didn't make sense. And it was bad because of all of them fitting together. Right. You know, eating a donut is not necessarily a bad thing. But if you've made that decision 12 times in a row in the last 20 minutes, yeah, it's a bad thing. It's a bad decision. Excuse me. And that's what I was doing was making those bad decisions 12 times in a row. Right. And um, people can see that, you know, and and, and in, in writing the book, that's what I'm hoping that people see. And it was so sweet because... One of my friends, the the person who like is instrumental in getting me to put the first words down. Yeah. Um, I just sent a link to them so they could look at what I've got. I'm, I'm almost at page 150 now. I'm on like so 137. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I sent them a link and said, "Hey, here's what I've got so far. If you get a chance, take a look at it." And so I'm I'm doing it on Google Docs so I can see when there's a change made or a suggestion or whatever. And I can see that that person had looked. And so I was like, okay, they they looked at the first few pages. I scroll down to get to the bottom so I can start writing, and there's a paragraph, and it's from this person. Right. It said, hey, I didn't read this far, but thank you for doing it, and I knew that I'm going to need to hear your testimony over and over and over, and I'm so glad you let me get to it before you finish the book so that on days when I need it, I can just go in and get some. And this is a person who's got... They look like they've got it together. Right. You know, and, and yeah. I had this conversation with them, and, and we need to have... Them her on about you know just being the poster child for perfection and right. not realizing the, the inner struggle that goes on and for a person of my um, background to be her hero yeah it feels like it should be flipped right <laughs> it does right and um, but uh, yeah like you said just me putting it down and letting people know will make it so that my fight has purpose yes and that's why i continue to fight it and right. and that's why i continue to to work on the book and it's the thing i didn't realize with the book is it's super hard because if i watch a movie about a person's life it goes by in an hour and a half two hours right and writing the book i'm writing and if i tell a story of a section of my life in 10 pages that's a couple days worth of writing and me living in that and and me Watching me go down the path, and I've said this before, it's like watching this train wreck in slow motion that you can't do anything, and I know what's going to happen. I know where this story ends, and just watch myself and say, oh, if I wouldn't have taken that step, if I wouldn't have veered off the course right here, oh, how things would have been different, but but they're not. Right. And I am where I am, and God is allowing me to use it. He didn't didn't make me hurt people. No, right. But he's allowing that hurt to help other people. Well, and that's, you know, I I can't not think about the people who have not been arrested, convicted, caught, who are living that daily mm-hmm. with that inside of them. with and, and whether that's still an acceptable thing because it's something that happened, but it was only once or whatever that is. So far. And right. There's no correct, corrective action to the false belief that is inside of them. There is no working through that. And that's why I'm your advocate. It's because you've said, this is something that happened. And it was wrong. It was awful. It was horrible. I'm going to 
move forward. And I'm sh- it wasn't a conscious decision. Like, hey, let's let you know, let's have no, all this like, happen. I'm going to move you to know, jail. Right. <laughs> but you haven't let that stop you from bettering yourself and being a representative of what Jesus is all about. You speak to that healing. You speak to the 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 freedom that is is found in not carrying the weight of that being present in your life anymore. You know, I'm, I don't know about you. I still look at my drinking and go, I don't ever want that to happen again. I don't want to be that me. So I'm going to stay as far away from that as possible. But I'm a tangible, like they always say alcoholics and chemical dependents, they have something tangible that you can get rid of. Yeah. Is it that same way with your struggles? Um, Cause I, guess, let I me- went through a, I went through a, a, a phase and, and after I went through this I could see it when people did it one of the things I had to do in my probation was go to a series of counseling stuff and part of it was group counseling and you could always tell the new people walked in and I was just like that new person when I walked in like well tell us about what happened well I, uh, I did this and then I lost my job and I lost my friends and I lost my house and I lost my car and I lost my I lost my I lost my all this stuff about what happened to me right and just you know nothing about the victim right and how they got affected right and when that light bulb came on and, and the room shifted and I could see that. That's what keeps me from doing it, is knowing the devastation that can be created. Now, the blessing for my situation is that my victim, my daughter, is a very strong woman. Yeah, she and is. And she has fought through and not let it be a determining, defining factor for her. Right. But not everybody has that strength. No. And they're not wrong if they don't. Right. And I, I, the, the, the idea that I could do that to somebody and then put that scar on their life that could be so easily a brand, that I just want to be so far away from it that I, I can't get far enough. That's incredible. Because I can understand that most of the time that um, I don't drink or have not drank in my past... It's because I didn't want to hurt somebody else through my actions. Where the difference is, if I drink, that hurts my body physically. and But it causes hurt to everybody around me. I could never face my children if I drank again. I couldn't. And so for now, that keeps me... My, my fear of hurting somebody else keeps me from drinking. Not that I don't have the desire to, because I'm an alcoholic. It's, you know, in my blood. But... I love that you were able to see that this wasn't about you and it was about her and what she sustained. And I think a lot of people who have made the bad choice don't see that. Mm-hmm. And you do. And you make it a reality versus just covering it up and saying it'll go away. Yeah. Because it doesn't. It doesn't go away. It's, well, and that's why I said the comment about yet when you said they haven't been caught is it, that was the feeling I had. Like, yeah. okay, this is one-time thing. Yeah. This won't happen again. And then, hey, I didn't get caught. I'll bet you I could get away with it. I'm just going to tweak it a little bit right. to make it so it's not as embarrassing, it's not as hurtful, whatever, not as awkward for me. Yeah. And and just 
And and so the best thing that happened for the world was that I got caught. Yeah. Because that's what stopped me was getting caught because I thought, oh, yeah, I, I can't keep getting away. Because people tend to just keep on doing what they can get away with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They and very tell. rarely speed for one second. It's like, oh, I'm still getting away with it. And they're just, you're. I'm watching. Yeah. Where's the cops? Where's the cops? Where's right. the cops? Yeah. That went deep today. It did. Yeah. And this is only the first part. Right. It, but it fits in with um, the song of the week. Now, my beautiful wife, Bev. Hi, Bev. Hi, Bev's family. Bev's family right now, I'm talking about your lovely wife or your daughter. Your, your, my wife, but your family okay. member. Bev said, hey, Paul, I want you to do this song as a song of the week. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Absolutely. We're going to put it on there. This is a new song by Torin Wells uh, called Fully Known. And I uh, hope that you like it. We'll be back on the other side to talk about it. And it's not one or the other It's hard truth and ridiculous grace to be known Fully known and loved by you I'm fully known and loved by you It's so like you to keep pursuing It's so like me to go astray Guard my heart with your truth The kind of love that's bulletproof And I surrender to your kindness Oh, I'm fully known And loved by you You won't let go No matter what I do And it's not one or the other It's hard truth Grace to be known, fully known, and loved by you. I'm fully known, and loved by you. How real, how wide, how rich, how high is your heart? I cannot find the reasons why you'd give me so much. How real, how wide, how rich. So, first things first. The song is actually called Known, not Fully Known. I didn't fully know that until I went and looked at the lyrics because he says fully known so much in the That's what I was going to say. So I feel that it was an honest mistake and I apologize, but the song is called Known. But that's the part that gets to me. And that's what makes a difference to me is like when D says all and when he says fully known. God knows every single cotton picking bit but still loves me. And um, no matter what I do, he's not going to let go, but I love this right here. Hard truth and ridiculous grace. Because the truth is hard, and the grace does not make sense. It's ridiculous. It's it is. stupefying, um, just astounding, wonderful, miraculous grace. Yep. So. It's a good, pretty song. It is. And that's the problem I have is I'm not always a pretty music fan. I was mentioning when we went to break uh, that, you know, Torrin Wells is like Josh Groban for me. It's like the voice is great. It's perfect. It's nice. It's pretty. But sometimes I just need a little more grit than Brit. Um, so that was cute. Yeah. I just made grit that up. Then Brit. Hashtag Paul's gritty. <laughs> I, I love how you hashtags. I love how you hashtag when you say hashtag. Yeah, I do the hashtag with my hands. Yes. That's fantastic. Um, so anyhow, uh, great song, great message there. And, and know that God does know everything that's gone on. Yes. And still 
fully love and, and that's what makes it that much more ridiculous because mm-hmm. he does yeah, I mean yeah. Christina loves me I love Christina but we don't know everything no and no. my wife has been married to me now 24 years almost 23 and a half yeah um, and she was reading my book and she's like I've known you all this time but I haven't known you I didn't know those things about you even though I'd heard those stories I, I didn't know the background behind it and so it it makes a difference and God knows all of that he's read the book before we read the book and um, he still loves us that much so that's that's pretty awesome fantastic I was gonna say my one year anniversary will have just happened when this show was airing so me and my husband love each other tons but we still don't know a lot about each other. Wow. There's still a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So we were talking about being tired of the fight. Uh, tired of fighting. Tired from the fight. From fighting. Not of, of the fighting. fighting. Yeah. So the natural uh, follow-up question to that is why keep on fighting? And and we kind of alluded to that, that, mm-hmm. you know, that we need people... We want people to know what's up and, and to be able to learn. I don't know how much I learn from people, though. I, I, I'm kind of one of those got-to-make-my-own-mistakes kind of folks. Um, and my, as I look at my kids, sometimes my kids have learned from my mistakes. Sometimes they've not. Sometimes they just do what I did. Oh, silly old man, pat me on the head and you know, just write it off as I'm old and don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't realize how hip I am that I could do hashtags with my fingers. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, my thing is, I think it's not necessarily that people are going to learn from my mistakes, but there's always the potential that one thing a person hears changes their direction in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that you were talking about how you could see the breadcrumbs and just deviating a little bit more each time. I believe that's the same in a positive direction too. The more that you hear of hope, the more of you hear of healing, the more that you hear that there is peace that is possible, the more that you continue to hear those positive things, it might just be changing somebody's course just a little bit. And all of those little changes, as we know, end up in a big change at the end. Yeah. Yeah, as I'm driving down the road, if I close my eyes and hold my hands still, the car will go off the road. Yeah. And there's constant adjustment that needs to be made to, you know, keep that course going where we're going. And I just, I, uh, you talked when you were, uh, reflected a show or two ago about going to your CR about the testimonies. And those testimonies are so powerful to yes. see where a person's yes. been and how God has fully loved them. And fully known all that stuff, and and still they come through yeah. as a better person. It's just, it's so powerful to know, and that's that's why I keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Is I don't know. A, a lot of it's probably pride as well. Don't want to. I don't want it to be better than me. When I got arrested, yeah. they said this is going to change your life. This you're, this is going to ruin your life. I said no, no. It'll be dramatically different, but it's not ruined. And if I let it be ruined then I let those people be right. And I I just can't have that. I had my first child, my oldest son, when I was 17 years old. That's going to ruin your life, Christina. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. Because that is exactly what my dad told me, is he was going to ruin my life. Having a child at such a young age was going to ruin my life. And that propelled me 
to be a college graduate before I even turned 21 years old. Um, and so my fight was to prove him wrong. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that reason is that keeps me fighting, I just know that I want to be the best me. And now I want to be the best at showing what God truly has to offer people because there's not enough of that in this world. Yeah. And if I, I mean, it feels good to be good too, like in a good place. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not fighting just so I have this heroic martyr story of what life can be like. Like I do it for me. I Mm -hmm. do it for my family. I do it so that my kids know that there will be adversity throughout their lives there will there will be people that tell them that they can't do it you will make bad choices but you know what we can all rise up yeah totally you, you took my minister mocha phrase yeah well I, I thought that was more clever than you did by the way good. I'm much more excited was, than you are well I was distracted because you said poople <laughs> it's so perfect for the the poople you were talking about because people will peep on you. <laughs> and I'm probably bright red embarrassed right now. Thanks, Not Paul. Bright. No, it's a, it's a lovely shade of red. It's dark in here. It's beautiful red. You look beautiful red right now. You're so full of crap. You're deflecting. <laughs> You're so You're full deflect- of poople. <laughs> You're deflecting my comment right now. Hashtag poople deflection. Yeah. So, no, it. I think that it's, it's good that... I'm glad your life was ruined the way it was because I get so much from your story. Right. And I I, right. I, I would hate for my life to be on someone, but I have moments when I can be glad that I've gone through it. I, I'm not always like, yes, another day of this nonsense, but I'm glad that people are learning. I've had those people come to me and say, man, your story affected me. It changed me. It gave me hope and perspective. To me, I always think of the sinful woman in the Bible and um, the parable of, you know, forgiveness of, of debt, you know, who you forgive somebody of 50 bucks, you forgive somebody of 5,000 bucks, who's going to be more grateful. And, um, you know, the fact that God has redeemed so much in my life just draws me even closer in, in knowing him in a way I wouldn't have previously. And that, when I can rest in that, I'm grateful that God brought me through the experiences. Mm -hmm. It's not that he chose them for me. He's not like, hey, look, this is what I'm going to give you, child. But this this world is full of bad things and and bad moments, and God redeems those. Right. And I'm grateful that he has done that so that I can experience what it's like to know him intimately. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um, just all a beautiful picture that he's painting and um, I'm not an artist so I can't paint that way I would paint it so much different it would mm-hmm. you know have the bunnies and the unicorns and it would just wind up looking garish and s- just silly mm-hmm. um, so yeah I'm, I'm thankful that I've gone through it and yeah. and am determined to just keep fighting and that's the mess the that's message it. the fight and the message is keep fighting that's right uh, don't give up someone, someone needs it yep well, speaking of uh, keeping on fighting, we're going to fight to uh, get this show done in under <laughs> half an hour. Uh, so that means it's time for us to just kind of give you the uh, the goodbye information. Uh, if you need to get a hold of the show, if you've got a story, people, we would love to have your story on. 
Um, so please email us your story and your information. We'll get a hold of you. Info at messituppodcast.com. If you want to get a hold of me personally, it's bowtie guy at po- messituppodcast.com. Biker chick at mess it up bow mess it up bow tie got man <laughs> mess up the bow tie mess it up. <laughs> I think I'm done for the, for done. today. So would you tell them what my email is? Uh, Christina can be reached at bikerchick at mess it up podcast.com. We are also on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, so please follow us there. Use the hashtag TuneInTuesday to let your friends know the best way for this show to keep on getting made is for people to keep listening. So share it with everyone who will uh, take your advice and even some people who won't. And we look forward to seeing you again next time on the interwebs. Adios. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.